All right, man. Welcome to another episode of the Back Row Redskins Show. Um, I have a special guest for you guys. Uh, this is a very good friend of mine. Um, very knowledgeable when it comes to sports. When it comes to the uh, when it comes to football in general. Um, Ashley, welcome to the show. Hey, Ashley, are you there? Ashley? He definitely lost connection. I don't know what happened. <laughs> I just did the intro and welcomed you to the show. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that. Yeah, I was I was like, like, oh man, it's buffering. Like, oh, I'm probably missing so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. Somebody just said Sam Darnold to the Washington football team. <laughs> what do you think of that statement? Sam Darnold to the Washington football team. You know, Sam Darnold, he has the mechanics. I think he has the tools to be successful. But, I mean, it's the Jets. The Jets were ran by, you know, a very poor supporting cast. Right. And I think that if he was given the tools to succeed, like a, an actual offensive line, a running back who's not 60 years old, a coach who, mm-hmm. you know, actually knows what he's doing. And I really like Ron Rivera. I think Ron Rivera could really make him into something that's I'm – I'm not saying Sam Darnold's going to be the long-term answer. Mm-hmm. But – I think if you want to win football games, I think if you want to win the NFC East again, he's not an awful choice. Absolutely. Uh, as soon as he says Sam Darnold to the football team, I had to go to Twitter. I had to check my notifications. I had to make sure that, you know, Woj or uh, – I mean, not Woj or Shams, but Schefter hasn't said anything because then I'm, like, recording, and, you know, I don't even know what's going on. So, yeah. So the football team has a lot of holes, a lot of holes. And – um, the main thing for the football team is, um, you know, let's say he says he's just messing with me, man. That is hilarious. That's hilarious. So the main thing that the, that the football team needs is a quarterback. And you look at the quarterbacks that are available. You see um, what's his name? Cam Newton. Cam Newton has been coming up a lot. Personally, I'm not a Cam Newton guy. I don't think that Cam Newton should be in D.C., I mean, we even talked about it when Ron Rivera traded for um, Kyle Allen. And you, and you remember initially you laughed. You was like, what? They're giving up a fifth-round pick for Kyle Allen? Remember that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it was pretty funny because, you know, you have a, a Dwayne Haskins at the time, and Alex Smith was on the roster, but he was more so for insurance. So Mm-hmm. When we traded that fifth round pick, I'm not gonna lie, I was kind of mad. But you know, we got it back when when once we traded. Um, who's that troublemaker? Dunbar. Uh, we traded Dunbar. Yep. Yeah. So we got it back. So the biggest thing is quarterback. So out of the quarterbacks that are available via free agency, you have um, Cam Newton out there. You got Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. You got. Um, I mean, the names that are out there are pretty pretty bad. So out of all the names out there, who do you see as a, a good choice for the football team? Man, it's hard because, like you said, there really aren't any great names. I mean, there's guys you could trade for. Right. Um, but I think I think there's really two answers, and they're both kind of for different reasons. Um, one could be Jimmy Garoppolo if he's cut okay. by the 49ers. I think they're going to go in a different directions, so I could see him being cut at cap penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's not awful, you know. Jimmy G has, you know, some talent, kind of like uh, kind of like Sam 
Donald. He's shown he can get the ball down the field. He's pretty athletic. Uh, mm-hmm. he, he's not going to torch you for 500 yards a game, but when you give him weapons, he's able to check it down. He's able to get around. Uh, you know, he's able to use his feet, pick up extra yards, and I think that with someone like Ron Rivera, who's you know really a team guy, he wants to build chemistries. He wants to reload, not rebuild. He's not in Washington to rebuild, but I think that, I mean, out of all of them, I think he would be my number one guy to go after. I mean, other than trading for, like, Watson or Wilson. Um, But the other one, like, I mean, (laughs) I don't know how you're going to feel about this one, but I'm just going to say Cam Newton. And it's only because, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. Okay, okay. Hear me out. So, in Carolina, he and Ron Rivera had such incredible chemistry. They had, you know, that first season where they won 15-1 and went to Super Bowl, that, mm-hmm. that roster wasn't great. But the chemistry that they had and the coaching that they had and the trust that Ron Rivera had in Cam Newton really made that team go to the next level. And what a comeback story would be, you know, for Ron Rivera to have a brand-new football team, right? Coming out sure. of all this adversity, this is going to be the first, in my mind, the first true year for Ron Rivera because last year there was so much speculation going on around the football team. So much crazy stuff. The, all the scandals, all the firing, all the right. players getting into stuff like that. And I think, you know, what better comeback story than, okay, Ron Rivera gets a clean slate. Mm-hmm. Cam Newton bounce back season in Washington. You guys pick up a couple more wide receivers. He's getting back. Right. I'm not saying he's Cam Newton, you know, that Cam Newton. Like, he's not going to be Superman Cam Newton, but right. he can be a guy that knows the Rivera system. It's Absolutely. not going to take him. It's not going to take him 13 weeks to get, or you know, half a season to get accustomed to how he wants, you know, Rivera wants him to play and the mm-hmm. routes and everything like that. He's already going to have that knowledge, so I think that kind of gives him an edge um, mm-hmm. in being a reload and not rebuild. Because anytime, even when Tom Brady came to Tampa, it took them a while to learn the playbook. Right. And I think that him having that edge could kind of give you guys a boost that you need, especially with the leadership that he has. I'm not right. a huge Cam Newton fan because he was in Carolina for so long, especially being in Tampa's division. But you can't knock the guy for being a leader, and you can't knock him for wanting to bring the best out of other people on the team. Absolutely. So I think that I think that as much as you don't like it, I can tell look on your face. <laughs> I think that well, it's, it's a real op- it's a real option they have to look into. Well, there's a great chance that Cam Newton does come to D.C., but I'm going to give my thoughts on Cam Newton in a minute. But this question said, would you like Mac Jones or possibly Fields? Um, he says it looks like he's dropping down a board. So I'm going to give my thoughts on Mac Jones and Fields, and then I'm going to let you have it. Okay. Mac Jones, I don't mind Mac Jones, but it got to be in the second round. I'm not giving up a 19 pick for Mac Jones. I just think that this is too – there's just too many players, too much talent available at 19 for me to give up 19 to get Mac Jones. Now, as far as Fields, being a um, Ohio State quarterback, look, I'm afraid. Look, I'm afraid of getting these quarterbacks that are mobile, not only mobile, these smallish quarterbacks. I'm, I, I just don't know. I don't know. But if Fields is there at seven and if the coaching staff feels like – Fields is their guy. They can trade from 19 to 7 to go ahead and get a, a Fields, but I, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I don't know. What are your thoughts? 
Man, um, kind of like how you said, if it's not going to be in the second round, I just, I just don't see it happening. Like, I really feel like Washington's going to get a, a quarterback in free agency or trade for somebody. Like I said, mm-hmm. it might not be the future of the franchise, but it doesn't have to right. be the season. Right. It, it could just be a filler guy, kind of like how Jimmy Hughes was supposed to be in what in uh, San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I just, I can't, uh, I just, I can't see them using the 19th pick on a quarterback. Right. I can't. Like, I just, just doesn't make any sense in my mind. Right. But out of and you know, mm-hmm. out of the two, I'd probably, hmm, I don't think Fields <laughs> would drop that far. I think Mac Jones would drop that far. But, right. but I mean, if I had the choice, if you say at pick 19, Justin Fields is there, then right. I would consider. Like, then I'd be like, okay, this is someone that, even though I don't think a quarterback should go to you guys at 19, if he's there, mm-hmm. I, I'd think about it. Absolutely. Right. Right. I mean, it's a no-brainer. You know, it's definitely a no-brainer if you see Fields out there. I mean, you gotta you got to take that chance because of the upside. You know, I don't dislike Fields. Um, I'm just unsure. I'm just unsure. And the team keeps saying that they're looking for their franchise guy, right? If you're looking for your franchise guy, you better know that you know that you know if you're going to take a guy in the first round. Because we took a quarterback in the first round two years ago that was supposed to be the guy. You know, Dan Snyder wanted him. Jay Gruden did not want him. So no matter who we draft, <laughs> if you do draft a guy in the first round, that means that's the franchise guy. That's a guy that they feel can be the franchise guy. Honestly, I don't think the franchise guy will be on the team this year. I think it's a topic of discussion for next year. I think the football team definitely get a franchise guy next year. That's just my opinion. But my thoughts on Cam Newton, this is why I don't want Cam in D.C. So we look at what he did with New England. I understand he didn't have weapons. I understand, um, you know, the running game wasn't pretty good. I understand, like, a lot of guys opted out and, you know, they put the ball in his hands to win them games and then he just couldn't do it. Some of the throws that I saw, even when guys were wide open, some of the throws were inaccurate. And then he had some good games. But the good games that he had, for example, when they played Seattle, Seattle was terrible against the pass. So I don't even credit that game as a good game. Everybody had a good game versus uh, against Seattle, except uh, Dwayne Haskins. But, uh, you know, you, you look at Cam. <laughs> if Cam is on the football team, I look at him as a guy – that's going to improve the running attack. Yes, that means Antonio Gibson is going to be good. That means a lot of these different guys are going to be good. You know what I'm saying? But I look at Cam Newton as a guy, I have to say, a Taysom Hill role. If he comes here and wants to play the Taysom Hill role, cool. Come on, Cam. But if he's coming here to be the quarterback, I just don't know. Can he get the ball to Terry? I don't know. For those of us who play fantasy football, I'm not sure I draft Terry in redraft leagues if Cam Newton is his quarterback. Mm. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You know, somebody just said his arm is not the same, too many injuries. And then Superman is gone, LOL. Yes, Superman is done. There's no more. Uh, that's that's done. I mean, I think he can be a good backup quarterback. I think he has a chip on his shoulder. He wants to show that he can still play. But I just don't want him in D.C. But you do make a good point. He does want to offer he does know the system, but 
If you're bringing in Cam, you better make sure you got a number two wide receiver. You need a number three wide receiver. You need, you, I mean, you need a, another tight end and an RB two for Cam to be successful. Like he needs a lot. I think, I think for any quarterback in that on that team to be successful, you need all that. Like, I feel like those are like that has to happen this offseason if the Washington Wall team to take the next step. Right. So Ashley, next question is for you. It says, what do you think the plans for the Washington football team? What do you think their plan is in free agency? Oh, I've been waiting for this one. All right. So <laughs> first thing you got to do is get a quarterback. Okay. You have to have a leader of the team, right? Mm-hmm. Like I said, I think it might be someone like Jimmy G, but let's say it's not. Like, mm-hmm. let's just take a look for a second who's really available. Not yeah, a lot. Hear me out, okay? <laughs> 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 me out. Hey, I'll take Jameis. Look, I know me and you have gone back and forth, and I've said some pretty harsh things about Jameis. But look, I'll take Jameis. Out of the guys that are out there, I forgot about Jameis because I mean he's tied to the Saints, and but the Saints don't got money, so Washington can definitely offer him more money and tell him, hey, you're not going to be sharing the quarterback backfield with a guy like Taysom Hill. Like Jameis, come here. This is your team, at least for this year, and you know. Who knows? He might ball out. Listen, <laughs> listen. There's also another quarterback you just mentioned in, in uh, New Orleans, right? Uh-huh. Taysom Hill. Listen, you're paying that guy a lot of money to be a, a, a couple play a game guy. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans is in trouble. All these New Orleans Saints fans keep, you know, saying, oh, we have a plan for the cap. We have a plan for the cap. And I understand they've made a couple moves and saved a little bit of money. But you're right. still $65 million over the cap limit. And you have mm-hmm. multiple guys to resign. There's going to be some very mm-hmm. hard decisions to make. Yep. And I think Taysom Hill could be one of the guys that gets cut. You, I just I don't see why they would pay Jameis and also pay another backup quarterback that much money. That's true. I, I well, just don't get it. So I, I say this. They might pay Jameis and then they might reconstructure uh, Taysom Hill. I think I think they kind of I think it would be best to wait until the real cuts start next week to see who the quarterbacks are. But that right. that for, for me for watching this priority number one, get you a guy that you want to build around, whether it be mm-hmm. for just this year to make a run, whether right. that be the, the NFC East title again or even further. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, hey, we played y'all in the first the first game for a wild card game, and that game was good for a, yes. the entire entirety of the game. It was. <laughs> it was. I was defense like. is already pretty set. You just need mm-hmm. the offense. So you get a quarterback that you think Ron Rivera can mold into being that guy, whether it be for just right. this season or beyond. Mm-hmm. Then you have to add a second wide receiver. Okay. I understand you guys got Gandy Golden last year, and you also added um, that was Kevin it. Harmon, who got injured, he tore his ACL. Yeah. But I just did eh. Yeah. Can, uh, what's his name? Cam Sims is he had a good season, but he's more of a number three, number four wide receiver. And then you have um, Stephen Sims, Butterfingers. Yeah, so we definitely need a wide receiver. But um, there's a name by Chris Godwin. He happens to be available. Tell me about Chris Godwin. Well, I, I don't know how available he's going to be. We're being tagged. They're trying to say that he's going to get tagged, but it's always a possibility. Right, right. Let's just say hypothetically it's the market, right? Uh-huh. He wants to get paid. 
right? And he deservedly so. I mean, yeah, he's like, what, 25? Chris Godwin's amazing. He had, before his injury, before he had the, the pins placed in his hand, he had a 97%, 97% catch percentage. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw the comment, Godwin draws passes also. Well, you got to remember, I mean, he had pins in his hand. The guy's coming back yeah. from surgery, playing through all that. Yeah. I, I can't put that on him, okay? Right. When the guy catches balls that consistently and he's that good, you can't, you're not going to catch every single yeah. ball. You're just yeah, not. He's talented. He's talented. He's talented. I mean, hey. You can say Godwin drops passes, but who would you rather have, Godwin or a guy like uh, uh, Sims Jr.? You know, so, I mean, you just can't even compare. I mean, Godwin is better than – you can make a case that Godwin is better than um, than uh, Terry. I mean, Godwin has done more. He's done more. I mean, he's more established. You I, know, think you, I think you guys need a Godwin type in Washington. Absolutely. If you look at what the Bucks have, they have two wide receiver ones, like – Chris mm-hmm. Godwin could obviously it could easily lead a team. Right. Mike Evans has led a team for the past for the first six years of his his career. Mm-hmm. And I think that even though Danny Golden, you know, had injuries and the other guy tore his ACL, I just don't see them as anything more at this point than a wide receiver three or wide receiver four, like you said. Exactly. I think you need someone like an Allen Robinson type, a Will Fuller type. Someone that yeah. can stretch the field yeah. and also, you know, take some of that pressure off Terry McLaurin because that's right. where they're going all the game. Mm-hmm. They know that you don't have a real other option. Exactly. I mean, you have, you have uh, Gibson out of the backfield that can catch a couple passes, but when it comes down to you have to throw for 13, 14 yards for a mm-hmm. first down, yep. McLaurin's getting double teamed. He's getting and triple teamed. I, just, double, I don't triple. trust anybody else in that team to make that catch. Right. So I think someone like Allen Robinson, Will Fuller, County Galladay. I think she meant uh, Curtis Samuels. She said Curtis Samuels, but he's more of a slot guy, wouldn't you say? Curtis Samuels, well, he could kind of do both. I think he did both slot and outside before Robbie Mm -hmm. Anderson came. I mean, he's definitely talented. He could be used in the backfield as well to kind of stretch the field, kind Mm -hmm. of like how Deshaun uh, uh, Djax was in in Philly, where he kind of did around and stuff like that. Right. Um, Washington was willing to spend for Amari Cooper. Yeah. I mean, I think that if Washington really wants to improve the offense, where they want to spend big is wide receiver. Why not? Yeah. I mean, you have Terry on a rookie contract. You have all these other guys that we just talked about on rookie contracts. Give somebody a payday. You want to entice someone to come catch passes in Washington. Why not? My two guys on the outside, if I had to say, hey, I'm going to pay some money, Allen Robinson one, Godwin two. Then if we don't get one of those two guys, I mean, you got guys like Galladay who's going to be tagged, but if he was available, I'm not, you know, I, I'm like, to me, Galladay is on the same level as Terry. I think Godwin and um, Godwin and Allen Robinson are better than Terry. So even if Terry is a number two, people say, bring this guy to be, look, mm. Terry, Terry is a guy that is very unselfish. If, if we're bringing in a wide receiver of Allen Robinson or Godwin's level, he does not mind being a number two guy because he's still going to produce. Matter of fact, that's going to help him. That's going to help him if he's going against number two corners, number three corners. You know what I'm saying? All it does is help. Yeah, Ashley's a big right. Bucks fan. <laughs> She's a big Bucks fan. So I want all of their free agents. We're going to get to defense in a minute because there's a guy on the Bucks defense that I want the football team to grab. But, yeah, Ashley, continue with your plan. So, <laughs> so continue with your plan. So 
if let's say that Godwin and um, Godwin, Robinson, Will Fuller, uh, there's some other pieces out there. I mean, I'll even take a guy like T.Y. Hilton or A.J. Green on a discount if they are available, if you list out on some of these uh, top-tier options. Is there any guy you see in the draft that fits this football team? This year is loaded with wide receiver talent. I mean, absolutely loaded. I mean, anyone really? Like there, there are so there is so much wide receiver talent this year's draft that right. there's going to be starters in the third, fourth, fifth round. I'm no kidding. Yeah. Um. Obviously, you have Jamar Chase. You have guys mm-hmm. like. Uh, Oh man, I'm blanking on all these guys' names now. Said Jamar Chase, Devontae Smith. If, you got, did you you got Rashad Bateman. Smith and Terry McLaurin. Oh my God. That'll be that. I mean, it's impossible that he slips to 19, but if he does, if he does, because you know things do happen. You know, as the draft gets closer, maybe they look at him and say his size, size is an, is an issue, or let's say they do some crazy, crazy run on um, quarterback, you know, with the possibility four or five quarterbacks going to 15. So, so you never know. If he slips to 19, you got to take a guy like that. But a guy that I really like is Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. And I'm so mad that you guys drafted Tyler Johnson last year. We took Antonio Gandy-Golden, and we were so close to having – um, Tyler Johnson as well. I think it was in the fifth round when y'all took him. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted him so bad, and like he went a pick oh, after that. That pick had me so excited because I was like, I was like, man, we need one more wide receiver to really like round out this roster. And I, I mean, I put a tweet out of like six or seven guys that I really wanted, and out of mm-hmm. like out of two of them, I wanted uh, Donovan Peoples Jones really bad, and I wanted Tyler Johnson really bad. And when we yeah. got Tyler Johnson, oh man, I knew we got a good one too. Because yeah. I watched him play in Tampa in the uh, Outback Bowl. Yeah. And I saw him go off. I mean, off. Yeah, he's a uh, beast. Oh, I forget who they played. But man, that catch in the end zone that he had, like, um, in the Outback Bowl, which is, he had like yeah. three tackles or something like that and like 200 yards. Like, I, I was in awe. Like, I was like, that's the man that I want to play at Raymond James Stadium for a long, for a long time. And you got him in the fifth round. In the fifth round. Are you serious? That's crazy. That's crazy. Honestly, hear me out, right? If you have a wide receiver that Washington really likes by, like, pick 10, 12, I wouldn't be surprised if they moved up to get him. That's true. That's true, especially. I mean, that'll be a whole lot cheaper than paying an Allen Robinson. It'll be a whole lot cheaper than paying a Chris Godwin, because those guys are going to command anywhere between seventeen to twenty million. Period. So, um, yeah, most definitely, most definitely. Like, I mean, if you're trading an extra third to move up seven spots or extra fourth or whatever to move up those spots to get that wide receiver, I think it makes sense. I think it makes a lot of sense, especially. Like you said, if a guy, let's say like if Jalen Waddle is still out there, if Waddle is still out there and it's a good situation, why not? Why not? Um, I know there's some, there are some can't miss prospects out there in the draft. A guy like um, Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts is going to be a guy that everybody's going after. 
And, um, you know, like you said, if he's available at 12 and Washington feels like, yo, we got to get a guy like this, I can see them trading up to get him. You know, um, I've seen people uh, say that there are certain prospects that they don't mind trading up for that's a non-quarterback. So draft is going to be off the chain. Kyle Pitts would fix a lot of issues. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't really watch college football that much. You know what I mean? I'm just Mm -hmm. not because I don't like it. It's just I went to a community college to get my EMT degree. Like, you know, I just don't have any, like, I'm like one, I'm the first person in my family to go to college. So, like, I don't have any ties to that. But I watch college football on the weekend. Right. Um, and I watched a lot of Florida games, especially living in Florida. You know, those are the FSU, UF, and and uh, you know all of them. Are the, those are the really big teams down here. And yeah. Man, he just—he's so effortless. He could easily switch to a wide receiver. Right. He's a beast, he man. And I think eventually, look, I will not be surprised if he makes that transition to wide receiver. I, I'm just—I will not be surprised. Um, I definitely think that he has all the tools to be a wide receiver, and that's what makes him so like so dangerous, you know, for the simple fact that he can do it all. You know, he can split out wide, he can man a slot. Um, he's a very, very good prospect, and I mean, he's getting a, a lot of hype right now. But I believe that he's going to live up to the hype, even though I feel like it takes tight ends until year three or four to really break out. Um, I mean, you can go back and look. I mean, not every day you get a Gronkowski that comes in and just does his thing, or, you know, you get some of these special uh, tight ends. Some of them take some time. But I think with the physical abilities that he has, if he gets on the right team, I mean, he can break out immediately. He can break out immediately. So it's going to be a guy that people trade up to go get, the cop is. So when you look at the football team and you look at the running game, we got uh, – Antonio Gibson, and then we have the receiving back in J.D. McKissick. You can stop. You can honestly stop at Antonio Gibson. <laughs> that's as yeah. far. That's as far as the running back depth really goes. Right, but 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 I'm going somewhere with this. We need a we need a second running back. <laughs> I, don't <even laughs> count, I don't even count J.D. McKissick as a a true running back. He's a hybrid. He's really a receiver playing running back. So. After Antonio Gibson, you need another guy. And when you look at the guys that are out there, like the Fournettes and all these different people, I don't want Fournette. He's good, the great situation. I wanted him when he got cut. But um, yeah, Peyton Barber you gotta go. Look, I'll take him. I'll take him. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like after what he just did, he's gonna be expensive. He mm. is gonna be expensive. And I don't think we have the money. Lenny, baby. I don't know. <laughs> hey, hey, look, he's going to be expensive. But I, I, I feel like if he came to D.C., I feel like him and Gibson would be a nice tandem because you need that running back that's going to be able to run through the tackle and get those tough yards. And that's, what they're, that's what the football team needs. You're going to have guys like James Conner out there. You're going to have guys like Marlon Mack. I think those guys will be – Second tier money, no running back is getting paid this year. I mean, I don't see any running back in free agency getting more than ten million, and that's probably going to be Aaron Jones. Everybody else is going to be about three to seven million. Because I mean, low as three, huh? You think it's low as three? Well, because you know, there's going to be lots of guys coming into the draft. I mean, there's like about five or six good running backs that can potentially be starters and do some damage, okay? 
So when you look at that option, rookie contract versus paying a running back five, six, seven, eight million, it all depends. And then with running backs, it's just like a, it's like a, a, a music. I mean, they just move from team to team to team. Even the really good running backs are not getting respect anymore because of injuries. So it's it's a position that's not even valued anymore. You know what I'm saying? Teams yeah, rather just draft their drafting running backs. So with that being said, I just don't see running backs getting paid this season. It might be more so like one-year deals or even if it's a two-, three-year deal, it's voidable contracts or voidable money or funny money, as I like to call it. So, I mean, I just really don't see it. After Aaron Jones, like, who do you really see out there that's going to go command some money in this market? No one, really. That's what I'm saying. So it's going to be a lot of guys. Because if you look at every NFL team, except of the football team, most teams have two good running backs or two running backs that you can run with. Like, you look at Carolina. Mike Davis was an underrated signing, right? He's going to be a free agent. When McCaffrey went out the game for most of the year, Mike Davis came in there and gave top-tier production. You know, you look at a team like the Bears, they need another another running back. I mean, they got Montgomery, and that's about it. But And, uh, you know, most teams definitely need to. Somebody just asked about uh, Bryce Love. Honestly, I don't think that Bryce Love is ready. I hope he's ready. I'm, I'm pulling for Bryce Love, but I'm not going to hold my breath. I think that Bryce Love is not going to make the 53 this year. I think he might get down in practice squad. Yeah, or practice squad, you know, but, you know, with the whole practice squad thing, some if he gets in the practice squad, somebody's going to sign him just off of the uh, the potential aspect. Because you know, this guy right here was second in the Heisman some years back, and then he had that, that big injury, and he has not played for two years. So I hope he's fully healthy. I mean – He's running out of he time. has a lot of talent. He has a lot of talent, but I'm not going to hold my breath and just hope that Bryce Love is ready. So, I mean, cut Peyton Barber and just go get you a guy just in case. Because when the, when when all these guys are signing here and signing there, there's going to be a running back or two that are out there in free agency that doesn't get paid or doesn't have a team. Look at a guy like Devontae Freeman. What did he do last year? He was chilling, right? So... Yeah, running backs, man, they're just falling like flies. Look at San Francisco. They go from running back to running back. They had Tevin Coleman, and he fell off. Then Raheem Mozart came up, then he's falling off. Then Jeff Wilson. So you can't really trust these guys. You can't trust running backs. I mean, this is what it is. They're a dime but, a dozen. What'd you say? They're a dime a dozen. Yeah, yeah, they really are. I mean, outside of, like, the elite guys like uh, Derrick Henry, and uh, Ezekiel Elliott is debatable if he's still elite, but this goes to show you. I mean, it proves my point. You know, a guy the was, for running backs is very, very short lived. Yeah, it is. Very it is. Like, unless you've got so, a guy like Saquon, who he obviously had an injury, like, we can't help mm, that. But right. he fell off hard this year. Tough. Like, <laughs> you, like, you kind of saw like how much he really relied on that, that offensive line. Like, how much is it Zeke being all-powerful and godly versus right. him having an elite offensive line for the past three years. True. 
Anybody can run through a hole. You give me a hole big enough, I'm going to get through it too. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, he was a guy that was product of that system. So you see all these running backs falling off. So it's almost like my rule. If I'm a GM, my rule is to draft a running back every two years. Draft him every two years. Like we drafted Bryce Love two years ago. It has not panned out. You might as well just go ahead and cut him. And he was a fourth round pick, anyways. And then draft another guy in the third or fourth round. So you gotta continue to add to your running back group, and you gotta make that position group one of your cheaper, you know, groups that you're paying, unless you have a stud like a Nick Chubb or uh, you know some of these up and coming guys. Eventually, you pay them, but you have the mindset that one or two injuries can just knock them out completely. So yeah. Definitely, we need a running right. back. We talked about the wide receiver, wide receiver position, quarterback position, running back position. Now, let's get on to the tight end position. There's been tons of tight ends out there. A lot of guys have gotten cut. You got Kyle Rudolph getting cut. I like him. You got Jared Cook. I love him as a pass-catching guy. Oh, he'll fit perfectly in Tampa Bay if you guys can't pay uh, Cameron Bray. But – out of all the tight ends out there, I think Cam Brate would be amazing in Washington. Of course, of course, Cam he's Brady, definitely on my okay, list. Okay, hear me out though, right? Because I, I, was, I was talking about this the other day that he might be a cap casualty only because, right? OG Howard's coming back from injury, mm-hmm. and I just don't see them getting rid of him just yet. I mean, I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't, I don't have nothing to do with that, right? <laughs> but they want Gronk back because Gronk's blocking was incredible last season. Right. So if one of them gonna go. Somehow, yeah. some way. And one yeah. of them is not going to be on the team much longer, and it might be as soon as next week. If Cam hey. Brink gets cut, the first thing Ron Rivera needs to do is, like, offer that man, like, 10 mil, which is a lot. But think about it. Cam Brink is has one of the most reliable sets of hands I have seen, and I've watched yeah. him for the past, like, six years. Mm-hmm. I love no, Cam He's legit. Cam Braid is legit. And you know what? The money that Washington offers for another tight end is gonna is gonna be determinant of what happens with Hunter Henry, John Smith, who I really love. I hope we get John Smith, but there's gonna be a lot of guys that are not gonna get him much of time. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, Cameron Braid, Kyle Rudolph, Kyle Rudolph has great hands too. So they're definitely going to be looking for another tight end to add, whether it's a tight end that's better than Logan Thomas or a tight end that's cheaper, you know, or even in the draft. So a lot of guys say, oh, let's keep Logan Thomas. Logan Thomas is doing so good. These are the same people that were laughing when we signed Logan Thomas. These are the same people (laughs) that were nervous when you tell them that Logan Thomas is a tight end and they say, oh, you mean that former quarterback from Virginia Tech? That, that, you know, hasn't panned out, came to Washington and broke out last year, and now everybody's saying, oh, Logan Thomas needs no help. We don't need another tight end. You need another tight end. Matter of fact, you need three tight ends. Right. Most most smart teams have three tight ends. You need tight end that can block. You need one that can catch. You need one that can do both. And if all three of your tight ends can do all three or, all two, all, you know, all these different things, the better. The better. I think so, that with the way Washington's offensive line is too, I think having that extra tight end for like max protect and double tight yep. end sets would help tremendously. 
I don't mm-hmm. know why they didn't do it more last season with Haskins and Heineke because it worked very mm-hmm. well when they did it. But double mm-hmm. tight end sets and max protect sets with two or three tight ends even are right. immaculate. I love when we run that in Tampa. Like that's my one of my favorite things. And I right. think that right. team should do it. So having mm-hmm. a big blocking tight end like Cambry or a big right. blocking athletic tight end like John Smith right. would help take the offense like just alone to the next level. Yeah. So, you know, the reason why Washington hasn't used two or three tight end sets, because we only got but one tight end. We've only had one tight end. So it was kind of hard <laughs> to uh, have a Jeremy Sprinkle in there. Because when you see Jeremy Sprinkles in there, think of him as a as a smaller offensive lineman. He's in there oh to block. Oh, my God, Jeremy Sprinkles. Hands- I can't tell you how many times <laughs> I've watched that man play. And I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you running routes? Right now, he's so slow. And you know what pisses me off about Jeremy Sprinkles is that the draft where we drafted him, we drafted him in the fifth round, and that same year, George Kittle was drafted in the fifth round. I want to say it was before Sprinkles was uh, was drafted, but just to think that Jeremy Sprinkles and George Kittle were both drafted in the fifth round in the same draft that hurts. That hurts, and I can't even remember who. <laughs> I cannot even remember who we drafted in the fourth round that year. So, I mean, like, you just gotta continue to add talent to your team. Yeah, Jeremy Sprinkles, man, he he has to go. He has to go. I mean, he did some decent stuff on the special teams, but I mean, the guy has bricks for hands. And when he comes in, you just know that it, that it, that it's the running play. You know what I'm saying? So you need. You look at the Ravens. When the Ravens had Nick Boyle and um, Hayden Hurst and Mark Andrews, all three guys can catch, all three guys can run routes, all three guys can block. So when they come in the game, you don't even know what the Ravens are running. You know, you got Lamar Jackson, pistol offense, fake handoff, takes off, you know, tight end goes through the middle. You can hit the tight end, tight end goes deep. I mean, that was pretty much the offense, Lamar Jackson's breakout season. He had those three tight ends, and, uh, I mean, he had a receiver that stretches the field, but that was about it. You know what I'm saying? What up, Nati, man? What's going on? What up, Corey? Got some guys joining, man. Some really good guys. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, yeah, so tight end is definitely a priority for the team. And like you said, Cameron Brait is going to be an excellent option. Hopefully, we don't have to pay him a $10 The tight end that, for me, if I'm the GM, the tight end that I'm looking to bring in is a bargain, okay? If it's a guy like John o. Smith, uh, I'm willing to pay up to $9 million. I don't want to pay more than $9 million for another tight end. Um, I see cheaper options. I see guys like Kyle Rudolph, who just got cut. He's going to have a market. All these guys are going to have a market, but the way the free agency is set up, a lot of teams don't have money. A lot of teams can't offer the maximum of what these guys are worth. So, yeah, that in uh, the cap space is, is cap space. Cap space is ridiculous. That's why. I, that's why I keep saying that this year is going to be the year that a lot of guys don't get paid. You know, day one we're going to see all these Chris Godwins and all these guys go early. Like, I mean, the minute that free agency starts, you're going to see so many signings because it's like everybody's trying to get that money. When that the money first starts, day is going to be where everybody overpays. Yes. Someone's going to yes. get some – I'm yeah. telling you right now, one of these wide receivers or one of these uh, 
like one of these quarterbacks is going to get some astronomical contract for no reason, yep. and it's not going to work out well. It's yep. literally just like when Jared Goff had that insane contract with the Rams, where he had like a hundred and seventy yes. million with like a hundred and twenty-five yeah. guaranteed. Mm-hmm. What kind of con- why would you do that? Like there, there's someone's going to overpay. My favorite day of free agency is day three and day four because Marvin. that's where you get all the gems. That's where Marvin. you get guys like Shaq Barrett who lead the league in sacks yep. and had 12 or 10 more last season. Like, yep. That's, yep. that's my favorite day because that's the day that I watch a lot of film on the guys that get signed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's true. And I, I remember last year the football team went after Amari Cooper. They missed out. Went after Austin Hooper. They missed out. Thank God, because Logan Thomas was one of those day threes, day fours. I don't even know what day Logan Thomas got signed. He might have been day 19. I don't know. But, you know, Ron Rivera went and got all these guys like J.D. McKissick, who was the number two running back in terms of receiving uh, uh, catches after Alvin Kamara. So that's that's a good signing. Uh, Logan Thomas, you know, outproduced Evan Ingram, who made the Pro Bowl. That was a good signing. So you had all these cheap little signings that the football team was out here getting, and it was amazing. It was amazing to me. So, I mean, I've come to trust the front office. I think they're going to go after their like their top guys. Next order of business. We got to talk about Brandon Sheriff. Brandon Sheriff, they should have got the deal done two years ago. They should have got the deal done last year. Now he makes the sheriff. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to like, but the thing is, is he worth 16, 17 million dollars? You know, I think 16 million gets it done because he wants to be the highest paid guard. I haven't seen him say it out of his mouth, but you would figure that he wants, you know, after you franchise tag him and he bets on himself, right? Goes out there and produces a all pro season, even though you might He's disagree that he should Absolutely. be all pro. So, but then here's the dilemma here. You see teams like Jacksonville and uh, all these different teams. Uh, the, um, today, Chargers, the Chargers, they are trying to trade their guards. They're trying to trade their guards, and they're going to be some guards that, that, that are going to be cut. There's going to be at least five to ten guards that are solid, some Pro Bowl-level caliber guys. So it's kind of like if you have all these guys that are out there – um. Is it going to be worth it? I just lost Ashley, so I got to I got to wing it right now. So I don't feel like I don't feel like the football team should pay Sheriff sixteen, seventeen million dollars. I don't think it's worth it. I I don't think it's worth it. Okay, Ashley came back. Let me bring her back to the stream. All right, Ashley's back on the stream. Yeah, I don't think that Brandon Sheriff is worth the money that he's trying to get. I mean, if, when you look at it, when he's healthy. He's the man, but it's kind of like he's pushing 30. He's going to be 30, and he's going to want a five-year deal. So if you give him a five-year deal where he's making $16 million a year, does he finish out that contract? So it's a lot of decisions to be made. Uh, whether we bring Sheriff back or not, I won't be upset either way uh, because there are some options out there that are going to be cheaper and could possibly give you – um, not elite level like Sheriff, but good, you know. So that's a decision that the football team has to make. Is he worth the money, and is he going to be durable? My whole thing is, is is he going to be durable? So 
Um, I think they should bring him back, but on a fair deal. Maybe he takes 12 or 13 million five-year deal. Okay. That's much, that's much better. Um, got a stat right here. Um, Corey from the Warpath. You guys check this guy out, man. He's a beast. He says 11 games per season isn't worth the price tag. I totally agree. I totally agree. I mean, because most times the games that he's missing are the games that we need in order to win. I remember, I remember when uh, Trent Williams used to miss these big time games for us. And it was, I mean, it, it, it just hurts when you're paying a guy big time money. They got to be able to show up. They got to be dependable and they got to be able to show up. Uh, somebody else has said, I hope they don't pay him a five year deal. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough market. It's going to be a tough market. I, a three year deal will be ideal. Three year deal is beautiful. Uh, wait, you know, making that last year of that three year deal voidable. So, pretty much a two year deal. That would be ideal, um, but, I mean, we'll see what happens, man. This is a tough one right here. We should have got the deal done a couple years ago when the when the asking price was cheaper. Now you have an all-pro in your hand. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But let's get on to the defense. Um, so we have lots of holes. We have the cornerback position. You have Darby, who we brought in, bargain shopping. And he panned out one year prove a deal. He was, he was like he was the football team's best corner. To me, he outplayed uh Kendall Fuller. That's just my opinion. But he's gonna wanna he's gonna he's gonna want at least 10 million. I don't think he's worth 10 million. I mean, you're already paying Kendall 10 million. I mean, you gotta be able to fill more holes, but then it's kind of like you gotta pay him. Now, if we're talking about Patrick Peterson, I'll take Patrick Peterson over Darby. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Anybody in their what right mind would. Right, right. So it's kind of like there's going to be options out there, but you got to secure it. You got to secure it because if we don't pay Darby, somebody else will. And if somebody else does, then guess what? It changes the draft. Now you need a corner. You know, KB Monroe, he's, he's a free agent. So. Cornerbacks are very hit or miss. What'd you say? Cornerbacks are very hit or miss. Yes, yes, they are. I feel like if you don't pay them and you don't secure it, like if you don't steer up your, your defensive backfield, it's going to bite you in the butt. Exactly. But if you I overpay, mean, kind of like how we saw Slay last season really not pan out too well in Philly. Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Like it's, it's, uh, it's hard. It, it, it's like I think every position group, every decision is going to be hard. It's all about – like I last year, Miami did such a great job bringing in free agents. Mm -hmm. I thought that Miami used the money and they hit on pretty much every free agent that they brought in. But now they had to let Manoy go because you know cap situation. So it's kind of like hard to build a team with with the cap and you got to pay people. You got rookie deals. So if you draft, do you? I mean, it's just so tough. But I do feel like the football team priority if. They lose out on share, and you gotta pay Darby. At least you can't have holes everywhere. If you already got holes everywhere, like middle linebacker, you need one. And Tampa Bay has two of them. I'm sorry, we're just coming after every Tampa Bay free agent. Okay, y'all are the Super Bowl uh, uh, champs. Uh, yeah, but, but let's talk about Levante David. Let's talk about Levante David. He's what no, 31 years old. No, no, 
we got to talk about it. We got to talk about it. Look, he's available. He's available. And you know the only way that Washington gets people to come over here is to overpay. You know that. (laughs) You know know that. And having $50 million plus in cap space after cutting um, Alex Smith today officially, so that $50 million can go a long way. So, like, I, I, you know, like I'm saying, if you don't re-sign Sheriff, then you got to hit on a big-name wide receiver. And that just doesn't bode well for your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, we can come away with a Godwin and Levante David, and, you, you, you I mean, you're going to be mad. But the thing is, Washington <laughs> – the thing is, Washington overpays people for them to come here. I, uh, no. I'll tell you this. I wouldn't be mad if they went to Washington because I, I like Washington. I, I, I don't yeah. want to see that, like – if he went there, I'd be like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, no, I'd still yeah. rock. I'd still support the hell out of both of them. Right, right. I just want them on my team. <laughs> No, 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 no. I feel you. I feel you. I mean, Levante, Levante's a beast. And you know what? You put me on Levante David, like, I think last year or even two yes, years sir. ago. Yes, sir. Yeah, I know. You, look, you kept talking about this guy, and he was so disrespected. You know, he was so disrespected. People didn't look at his numbers. And you watch the games. I mean, I've seen you argue Levante David with so many people on your Twitter. And now this season, they finally got to see what you've been saying. I mean, the guy is phenomenal, man. He he He's a guy that can cover. He can tackle. He's a leader. And it's kind of like, I'm kind of jealous because I got two, two linebackers like that. I got two linebackers like that, and it's not fair. So Listen, listen. Levante David is the best linebacker in the league, and no one can convince me otherwise. Until you, until you show me somebody that can do all the things Levante David can, just as good as Levante David can, at right. the age that Levante David is, then I'm a listen. But until exactly. then, he can't convince me otherwise. Exactly. Washington had a very good linebacker in the name of London Fletcher. That was the last time we had a good middle linebacker. You hear me? Since London Fletcher. So, you, you know, know about well, hold on now, because you know who I do like? I like two of your linebackers. Okay. And the one Talk that I really love watching is Cole Holcomb. I, I love, love I love Cole. Okay. And I really like Kevin Pierre-Lewis as well. I think he played really well when he got his opportunities. Yep. But I think – I really do think that, like, they need another – kind of like another Thomas Davis where, like, the leadership is there in the linebacker room. Exactly. But I really feel like Pierre Thomas – I mean, Pierre Thomas is pretty old. But, yeah. you know, if you get another younger guy in there with Cole Holcomb, man, they could have a really solid core. But I feel like they're missing just that extra oomph in the middle. Right, and those are the two guys that I really like, Paul Holcomb and Kevin Pierre-Lewis. We just need that other – we just need a – like, we need a leader. We need a, a quarterback of the defense, and that's what I'm looking for. Maybe at 19, maybe it's Xavier Collins falls, maybe Jock from Notre Dame falls, maybe somebody falls. Like, we just need a middle linebacker that's going to command respect People fear, you know what I'm saying? Right now, Cole Holcomb is not quite there yet. I like him. He can play. We got him in the fifth round. Uh, Pierre Lewis, he, he did some pretty good things. John Bostic, he, he can go. Either he can go or he can take a deal. <laughs> John Bostic also needs to leave immediately. Yeah, he can go, man. You know, um, he's not as bad as a guy we had in the past by the name of Mason Monster. That boy was so slow. I think love he, the he, legend, baby. He, I just love taking our players. He came from Tampa Bay. I remember. May, oh, man, Mason Foster, man. Oh, you know, he was – look, I'm not going to lie. He was good for the first year or two, and then he just got so slow. You know, God bless his little heart. You know, he, he was trying. He was trying. 
He always had effort, but he just couldn't cover nobody. I mean, running backs were killing him out the flat. I mean, it was just it, it was crazy. But yeah, we need a middle linebacker, and there's some that are out there. You know, there's a guy from Tennessee, uh, Jayon Brown. I believe he's a free agent. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's some there's some linebackers out there, and they're going to command some money. So I think I think that Levante David gets paid more than any linebacker in, in in his position. So I think he's number one. But uh, I mean, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Uh, safety, we need a free safety. What is your plan for us? That's hard. I haven't heard of a lot of free safety names. Justin Simmons would have been my pick for that for you guys, but he just got franchise tag today. Sucks. Yeah. How about Marcus May? I hope he doesn't get franchise tag. Ooh, Marcus. Um, I wanted Marcus May in Tampa before he got signed by the Jets. Yeah. I thought he was going to be good, and he really was. He, like, he's yeah. not like some stellar, like, superstar. Mm-hmm. He's just very solid and consistent. He's solid. He's solid. He's but, solid. Man, I mean, that's really the only guy I think the Jets would tag, though. Yeah. I'll give you another name. Uh, man, it just slipped my mind. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. Somebody just talked about it the other day. Ah, he doesn't play for the Jets. Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams from the Saints. I'm not really a big Marcus Williams fan. He's been burned a couple times, but I mean he's not awful. I mean, you are I mean, you are a Tampa Bay fan, so you you're gonna hate the Aints. I mean Oh, I don't actually I don't hate him. I just don't like I just feel like the Saints have better better defensive players. Gotcha. That makes him look better, right? So I yeah. feel like if Marcus Williams is on the field, that's what I'm gonna target. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. I mean, hey, I respect it. I respect it. But hey, he he's a guy that I don't mind having on, on our team because when you look at how the, the safety position is built, mm-hmm. you have um what's his name? Landon Collins, who's coming off of injury. You have Cam Carl who balled out. Cam Carl balled out, man. He he was amazing, seventh round pick. Played the strong safety. Yeah, so Cam, Cur- Cam Curl's the truth. Yeah. So it's like we have a situation here. <laughs> you know, we're going to have to figure out how to get him and Land- Land- Landon Collins on the field at the same time. But we still need a free safety. So Landon Collins isn't good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel you. I mean, he has definitely taken a step back. Um, <laughs> hey, I like him closer to the to the line of scrimmage. I like um, him as a box safety. Yeah, you know, I think as a box, he can do a lot of the things that Jamal Adams can do. I'm not saying they're on the same level, but right, yeah, no, um, I got you. Yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. Like, I feel like once you get out of that box, once you ask him to play farther back, is where he really struggles. I think he struggles yeah. to track the ball. I think he struggles to keep discipline with the wide receiver. Yeah. But when he plays that box, when he when he can play, Killer. you know, see ball, go get ball, he's great. Right. Fantastic. Yeah. He makes a lot of plays in the backfield. But right. once and you I, get him into mm-hmm. space in the backfield, like once you get him into space in the secondary like that, he's lost. Right. Right. So I mean, option one, you play Landon Collins at the strong safety, and you play Cam Carl at the free safety. Now, Cam Carl did play corner in college. So he does have coverage skills, but they're not the best. Um, I think his natural position is strong safety. I mean, he picked that up. It was something new for him. 
Uh, and he picked that up well. Um, he can play some. He can he can play some nickel, some slot. Uh, so he can be moved around. Uh, but we still need a safety that can play single high. A guy that that that's rangy. I like um, Trey Boston. He's available. Trey um, Boston would be a great pickup too. And he played for Ron Rivera. Fun fact. Played for Ron Rivera. This will be the third time that I want us to get a Trey Boston. So maybe third time is a charm. Maybe third time is a charm. So. Um, you have anything else to add before we, we uh, wrap this up? I feel like Washington is going to be a hot destination for free agents. Okay. That's my hot take. I really feel like Ron Rivera has changed that culture a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think that guys are going to want to come to that team with that defense, with that leadership that mm-hmm. Ron Rivera has and that Chase Young has. Right. So I, I think I think y'all land two or three big names. I'm not talking crazy big names. Right, right, right. But like guys are gonna be like, he went to Washington? Wow, and they got a squad now. Like that that kind of move. Look, I'll take it. If it's John U. Smith, Curtis Samuel, and let's say a corner, and then we get to resign Sheriff, that was an excellent free agent. Uh, that, that's an A plus for agency, right? That's now. A plus. That's A plus. I mean, if we can come out with you know either a slot like a Curtis Samuel or you know a outside guy like uh, Godwin or whoever, mm-hmm. one of those. Either I mean you. I mean because offensively is where the team needs a lot of help. So <laughs> hopefully we get a receiver that can play. Hopefully we, we we get a tight end that can help Logan Thomas or even. A tight end that's better than Logan what Thomas. I would do is I would spend all of the free agency on offense and then mm-hmm. go draft for defense. I, I love it, I love it, I love you it. Need, I mean, you need proven help right now on offense, right? You don't right. need more rookies, not that they're bad, but you, right. you need proven right. veteran help, absolutely. Especially with the quarterback situation being kind of funny, you got to surround the offense with as much talent as possible, absolutely. you know, whether it's another guard, whether it's a tight end or two. Two, I'll take two tight ends in free agency. You know, I'll, take extra, <laughs> I'll take an extra running back. I mean, that offense, I believe that if the offense plays well enough with, 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 with that top defense, man, this team can be scary, and this team can possibly win a game in the playoffs. I mean, I honestly believe that. I honestly believe that. Now, if for some odd reason we're able to pull off a Russell or a Watson deal, I'm thinking Super Bowl. I'm sorry. I don't care who the wide receivers are. I don't care who the weapons are. If if we are able to acquire, let's say we're able to acquire Russell Wilson, right? And we didn't have to give up a young player because you know Texans they want everything. They want everything. They want the, all the picks and all the young guys. No. So let's say we're able to get a Russell Wilson, right? And we gave up this year's first, next year's first. Let, let, let's just say three, like three first. Next three years, no first, right? And that's all it took. To get a Russell Wilson, then you have a second round pick. You got two third round picks, a third or fourth, I think. I mean, we got some picks, and you still have all your money. Well, obviously, you know, with the trade, you're taking on uh, Wilson's contract. But even with the money that we have to, you know, resign Sheriff and maybe get a receiver, I look. I honestly think that's a Super Bowl contender. Mm. Because the Achilles heel of this team has been quarterback. Like since since I've been a fan since 1999, best quarterback we've had is Brad Johnson. 
<laughs> I mean, it's just, I mean, Brad Johnson, and then, <laughs> and then we had Kirk Cousins for three, two or three years, and then we had RG3 for that That's one so year, funny. for that one year, one year of RG3. So I don't know what a quarterback is. I don't. I've never seen one before. So <laughs> if we're able to get a Russell Wilson, if we're, able to get a, if we're able to get a Russell Wilson, I mean, he's going to – him and guys like J.D. McKissick and Logan Thomas, he's going to make those guys look like stars. He's going to make Terry McLaurin look better than D.K. Metcalf, which I, I honestly think that Terry is better than, than D.K. Metcalf. That's just my Ooh. opinion. That is my opinion. Um, I think that – I don't Terry, hate it. I don't hate it. Hey, Terry's route running is crispy. His hands are solid. I think he only dropped one pass last year. I think he's only dropped one pass since he's been in the league. McLaurin's routes are like football porn. Like you know, bullshit. but then you get a guy like like DK Metcalf dropping passes all over the. You know, he makes some great. I mean, but it's a situation that you're in. You're playing with a Tyler Lockett on the other side. You know, you're playing with a running game. You have Russell Wilson. Terry had. Case Keenum, that's the best quarterback Terry's played with, and he's still putting up numbers. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I'm taking Terry over DK any day. Now, DK's physical abilities, you can't beat that. Once he works on his built in a lab, of course you can't. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's a, he's an athletic freak. I get that. But uh, you give me Russell with Terry, you'll see <laughs> you'll you'll see you will see something special. You will see something special for sure, for sure. But Ashley, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. It was fun chopping it up. This is Fix the Football Team 2.0. Ashley, tell the people where they can find you on social media. Yeah, y'all can find me on Twitter at EMT underscore Ashley, and it's spelled A-S-H-L-I-E. Uh, I really don't do much other – I mean, my Instagram's the same. I'm not really on there a whole bunch. I don't do Facebook, nothing like that. Like, even as, like, young as I am, like, there's just some social media that I just don't mess with. (laughs) I feel you. I feel you. But I I really appreciate you having me on. Like, this was a lot of fun. Absolutely. We'll be again sometime after the draft or something like that. I'm totally Oh, you already know. You already know. After free agent, after free agency, I'm bringing you back on. I'm bringing you back on. Let's go. Let's go. And we're going to talk about these signings. We're going to talk about who got, who you know, who got overpaid, who got underpaid, you know, who's still out there and what's the plan for the draft so i would definitely love to bring you back after free agency probably like maybe like day five after like day five that yeah, way just we, let like, me know i'm, to know. I'm, yeah, I'm so down this is a lot of fun most definitely hey, i had a, a great time so guys once again you guys are listening to the back row redskins show you guys can find me on social media at the back row redskins um also follow me on youtube on the youtube channel talking sports with manny everything back row redskins is funneled into that youtube channel also the merchandise store is now live so support your boy i got hats i got beanies i got hoodies talking sports with manny i appreciate you guys i love y'all and we out peace